Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of What's Going On Here, episode 45. My name is Toma Lovrick, known in, I don't know, butcher circles as T-Love. <laughs> and with me, as always, I have the magnificent Lord Chancellor, the Lord Marshal, the father of Lady Nina, who happens to be our special guest today, Lady mm-hmm. Nina, the inimitable, the talented, the... Rambunctious, oh. yet kind of saucy, ah, yes. Mr. Young Sean Quigley, Mr. Quigley, also known, aka also known as the Quig, as he is known in plumber circles. Yes. How do you do, Mr. Uh, Quigley? Pretty good, pretty yes. good. Um, I noticed my interest seems to be getting a little bit longer each time. Maybe like one word or half a word. I feel like in like a couple of years from now, maybe the whole <laughs> podcast will just, just be, be your intro. an intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always try to have. You are a person who deserves the, the, the proper introduction, oh, thank I Thank you very much. I, f- I feel like you're setting me up for one day out of the blue, just being like, and Sean. And Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now you ruined yeah. it. I yeah. wasn't going to do that next time. <laughs> <laughs> and with us, we have Lady Nina, who right now, she's, she's, she's trying to sleep. Yeah. yeah. She's doing a pretty good job of it. She is. She is. How's she doing? She's out. She's out? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Just so you know what, I'm gonna take a picture of the um, of the pram, just so like people don't think we're making stuff up. <laughs> and that's only if like Emily will uh, let us have, let us put the picture out there. Oh yes, yeah, for fine. people to see. But she's anyway. fine. She's fifty percent mine anyway. I'll take this to court. Uh, <laughs> yes, you should. My daughter deserves to be on a picture of a bloody podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Emily already sent her pictures off to like model agencies, so you know she's. You, fine. you totally should take her to model agency. She's <laughs> such a cute baby. It's ridiculous. Totally should. She I, really, I, she I, really I, needs to lose a few pounds though. She wants to be taken seriously in the industry. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> Someone pricked her with a needle like in Zoolander. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Did my needle get in the way of your ass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, folks, for those of you that don't know, our podcast, we watch 20 minutes of a movie or TV show that few people have seen or heard of. Oh, and there's, of course, on cue, somebody's alarm is going off. That wouldn't happen to be yours, would it? I've never heard my alarm go off. So, <laughs> so you don't know? Who knows? <laughs> I'd be very surprised. So anyway, um, we watch the middle 20 minutes of a TV show or movie. And we also review local brew, uh, local food and local brew mm-hmm. uh, when we can. Uh, today, we are watching a movie from 2017. You wouldn't know it by the uh, look of it. No. Called Riptide. Mm. Two separate words. Riptide. It's an Australian movie, and like we usually say, um, we watch the middle 20 minutes of it and try to figure out what's going on here. A lot of times, we, it's a foreign language TV show or movie that we watch, and we make sure all the subtitles are off, mm-hmm. and every once in a while, we'll do a special, we'll watch something in English, because it's just so weird or just so bizarre, and we still, uh, a la the uh, John McAfee documentary, or the Rocco documentary, 
where it's in English and there's still plenty of just to talk and what the hell is going on here oh, kind of stuff. Oh, and, and every now and again, like you miss out. I mean, who knows? Today we might have missed out, but like certainly with the McAfee documentary, if for whatever reason we stuck, if there was a, the ability to stick it on anything other than English, we definitely would have missed out all the great bits. <laughs> yes. We'd so, be like, I can't really tell what was going on here. <laughs> no, no, no. That was, the, that was the right move was to yeah. watch that one in English for sure. Oh, yeah. This one is unless maybe there would have been it would have been like blue 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 poop poop yeah exactly what was that poop poop what's that one was like yeah Isa Vada Shiza oh she said Shiza they keep saying Shiza a lot I so wish we had German subtitles and German audio to put on because I'd watch everything in German then because it's just much more fun but yeah so what we do in this one because this was Australian the first thing I said was okay. The, the, the description on Netflix was for this movie that after a video goes viral, a girl from New York, um, she's a fashion model. She was a fashion model, right? I think it said in the I description. I thought you said that. Maybe I just made that up. A fashion model from New York, after a video goes viral, decides to escape it all by going to stay with an aunt in Australia. Mm. So right off the bat, I was like, okay, her American accent is going to be awful. I don't know. I, that's going to be the first thing that's going to stick out to me. I, I know it. And then we, look, I kind of like, wait a minute. So we went to the subtitles, and they had a bunch of different options for which us to put unusual. the audio on. Which is usually unusual. Which means they are marketing that all across the world. Yeah. Oh, oh, Lady Nina. Oh, oh, there it is. <laughs> There's gonna be like little bouts of quiet, yeah. So, um, so we decided our options were Spanish, French, uh, and Brazilian Portuguese. Mm. Which I was just like, well, we're going with the Brazilian Portuguese. I have some familiarity with Spanish. Sean has some familiarity with French. Let's go the full kit and yeah. caboodle and just not understand what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So we put it on Brazilian Portuguese. So we watched that with. No subtitles. The audio was dub over was Brazilian Portuguese. Now, our food that we're reviewing is from a little uh, uh, place in Teaneck, New Jersey, 1350 B Queen Anne Road, to be exact. It's called Coffee and Cornbread. It's a nice little uh, uh, um, breakfast and lunch place. They serve breakfast all day long. The only thing they don't uh, is home fries. They stop serving home fries at 11 o'clock a.m. <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, but the really nice thing about the place is everything is organic. And they have like vegan items on the menu. It's very nice. Uh, Sean, you had the French toast with eggs and bacon. I had the pancakes with eggs and chicken sausage, yeah. which was delightful, but we'll talk about that later. And our brew for today, we decided to go a little bit different because summer's winding down to be exact. What, what's today? Today's the 19th. Summer ends the 21st, right? So we figured let's go with... An Angry Orchard, the Easy Apple by Angry Orchard. It's a hard apple cider. It's the end of summer. Uh, cider is a very summery drink. Mm-hmm. And apple picking season is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. So this is Easy Apple. It's 4.2% alcohol by volume. I don't think the IBUs apply here. I'll, I'll look that up, but uh, I don't think it does. And like I said, it's a hard cider. So shall we? Indeed. All right. Let's go. People, the obligatory opening sound in England, all cider is a hard cider. Yes, it was still always a bit weird to me to hear uh, hard cider is spoken of as a separate thing. 
Yeah, because cider's just cider. Like we don't, you know, if it's not alcoholic, it's just apple juice. <laughs> exactly. That's all it is. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, cheers, my friend. Let's try this. Cheers, indeed. Clink. Yeah, clink. Here we go. Oh, that's very nice. Oh, that tastes very nice. That's incredibly sweet. It says on the front, it says, easy apple, less sweet. You think that's incredibly sweet? Yeah. Or you shouldn't, cider? you shouldn't try that, their other ciders then. Oh, wow. This is, I was about to say, this is very unsweet compared to other ciders. Wow, compared to most... Compared to most ciders yeah. in England, you know, cider, you know, like... Magnus. Magnus, Bournemouth, you know, that's... Woodpeckers. Similar to this, a little less... Woodpecker's not very sweet. Strongbow is not sweet, you know. And then you get, like, your scrumpies. Like, your true... The true ciders uh -huh. in England. Um, scrumpies are... You get them usually in Cornwall and rural areas, like farm. Mm -hmm. Farm areas. Very old-fashioned. It's like some of the oldest drink you get in England, and that stuff is potent. You, you, like there's like where is an apple ever in? There? I mean, literally, it would be. I imagine what you like they're making prison. Like that's what it'd be like. <laughs> it's like yellow and like and smell. The smell it has that stinging smell, almost like urine. And uh, it's, this, it's usually not very cold. It's uh -huh. not fizzy at oh. all. It's flat. Okay. It ranges between, it's usually cloudy. And what's the name of this brand again? Well, it's just called, it, there's Scrumpies? loads of different brands, but it's called Scrumpy, which is, a, uh, it's the brand of, it's like, if you have a Scrumpy cider, that's what you're getting. But there's, but they usually got all these crazy names, like, you know, Old Man's Dick and stuff. <laughs> all these really... I think there's a reason why it's called <laughs> Old Man's Dick. It's usually... <laughs> it has nothing to do with apples, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually, let me see, let me see. Um, Cornish... Scrumpy. <laughs> Let's see if I can find some names. There, um, the original uh, Healy's. Okay, Healy's is the original. They say the oh Rattler. Rattler's quite a, a famous one. Okay, is in like rattlesnakes. Um, okay. but there's yeah, you, you, you can, Scrumpy Jack. That's a big brand. But you you get all sorts of funny names. Legless but smiley. <laughs> that's one. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> What exactly? Oh my god! Yeah, all sorts of crazy ones. Legless but smiling. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Also, stupid thing. They'd be like Goblin's Elbow, stuff like <laughs> just really odd names. This, like I said, it's not cider that you're drinking, yeah. my friend. If it smells like urine and it looks like urine and it's not fizzy at all and it tastes like urine, it's probably it's made by the urine. farmers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's made by the farmers. Yeah. <laughs> He's got all that hay and cow it's patties. Strong. It's strong. It's yeah. usually like it's usually like you know seven eight percent. Just because they probably mix it with kerosene <laughs> after they pee in a kerosene bottle yeah. and they serve it to people. <laughs> there is no sweetness. It is just. <laughs> it is just bitter. Well, at least we know none of the farmers are diabetic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness me. Wow, we're already uh, down that road with a kid in the room with the lesson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, well, yeah, if you think this is really sweet, you shouldn't yeah. try some of their other ones because their other ones are a lot sweet. I actually think it's sweet, but it's slightly tart. It's not nearly... I, I mean, I've had some that are like... that are like apple juice. There's just booze in it. Yeah. They're so sweet. There's no way this is all natural, though. There's no way. What? I, I don't know what they've what's in this but there is something like I just don't believe ah there you go 
cane sugar. Oh, there's, there's sugar in it. Yeah, it's cane sugar. Definitely. 100%. Remove the cane sugar from this, and that will be an English side. That will be like what side oh, like tastes that, like in England. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Where did you see the cane sugar? That's what I'm like? tasting. The ingredients. It's on right here. Okay. okay. The other side. The other side? Okay, let's see. Oh, yeah. Hard yep. cider, water, cane sugar, apple juice from concentrate. Yep, 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 yep. There you go. Whereas cider in England generally, it's literally just what it is. Just it's like apple. fermented apples, just apples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's usually like. You well, know, I mean, that's that's what most people don't realize when they have yeah. these. Like, oh, this is just like no, 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 no. Like, like, oh, it's an all natural syrup. For an all natural syrup, for them to make an all natural syrup, you can't do it. I mean, uh, have you ever had apple cider jelly? No. Apple cider jelly is fantastic, and it's basically mm. just apple juice that they cook down. Mm. And because of the natural pectin. You don't have to add sugar or anything in it. Yeah. And you basically cook it down until most of the water is evaporated and you're left with basically jelly. Yeah. And then you put it on and it's tart and delicious and it's just fantastic. Like, uh, if you ever go to Vermont, you got to have, uh, or, or anywhere actually, upstate New York or upstate New York or wherever, upstate in the Northeast, and have apple cider donuts. Oh, I've had, I have had those, not, but not, not good ones, I think, you know, like... Oh, no, no, no. We went up uh, when my buddy got married. Um, the town that uh, Ben and Jerry's is their central places. Mm. It's a small town up in Vermont. It's literally a one traffic light town, like yeah. literally. But we went up there for a and b and um, it's, a, it's a, a ski resort. It's just around the corner from mm -hmm. there. So, you know, there's hotels and things like that, and like I said, B&Bs. But... Um, we had from a bakery there apple cider donuts and we tried them one day and we were like what the hell and my other friend we were at the wedding together he was like those are good right i was like i've never tasted anything so good in my life so on the way back annie and i and my wife we decide we're gonna buy two dozen apple cider donuts and bring them for people mm -hmm. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? We'll eat this one. It's a long ride. It's about a six-hour drive for us. So we eat the first dozen. I don't even think we were out of Vermont by the time we've eaten it, you know. And I think it's not that far from the New York border. And then, then we're driving along. It's like, Dude, it's like uh, you want to split a donut? Uh, oh, okay. Bop, bop, bop. Well, we can't bring an uneven number of donuts, so let's split that other one. Okay. Hop, hop, hop. We worked our way down to like six. Four donuts, and then we're like, ah, screw it. <laughs> so we ate two dozen donuts on the way home. These were just mm -hmm. absolutely, I, I, I can't even describe it. They were so, 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 so good. But the place, um, I, I, have, I have to look it up. I've actually ordered apple cider jelly from there. Yeah, yeah. And then what, what um, I've done was like I gave a jar to my mom because she makes the finest crepes ever. Oh. And she makes those and then puts the apple cider jelly on them and rolls Ooh. them up. Oh, my mom's. We call them in Croatia, we call them palachinka. Mm -hmm. She makes the best palachinka there is. You know, I found out later, like, oh, the French make them. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no interest in their stuff. And um, my mom makes it and she puts uh, various jellies in them. When I was a kid, that was like one of, my mom doesn't do a whole lot of desserts. She mm -hmm. does three of them, but the three that she does are just absolutely magnificent. She's more of a savory cook. But she does the palachinka, she does an apple strudel, and she does this like hazelnut torte. Well, I, well, that's not true. There's the other thing she does really well. She does a sweet bread with like raisins and currants and, and, and cranberries in it, which is, she usually does that for Easter and that's just like out of this world. But 
these these crepes, these palachinkas that she makes. When I was a kid, one of the ones that she loved, she would make a, a cheese filling for it, like ricotta oh. cheese and stuff, uh -huh. put a little bit of sugar, and so then she would put them on the on the crepes, roll them up, and then take a bunch of them. She'd make like I don't know, fifteen of them, and put them in the tray, and then make a sour cream thing that she pours on top of it, and yep. then she sticks that all in the oven and bakes that like that. Yeah. And then she's like, here, this thing was so rich. It's delicious. But as a little kid, I couldn't handle anything fatty or anything yeah. like that. So I'd have like half of one and just be like, I can't eat this much. You know, the regular one with just a jam, sure, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But like that, I couldn't. She just lived for those things. I remember describing it to Annie and she was just like, oh, I would love to have one of those. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know why my mom hasn't made any of those. And I'm like, yes, yeah, I do. Because she'd probably get a heart attack at this point yeah. if she ate like <laughs> three of those things. <laughs> that was her favorite. But yeah. I don't know why everybody's not going to Croatia. I saw a picture. I'll see if I find my sister-in-law at the minute. She's in Italy uh -huh. for like the semester. She's been there. So she's there for like six months or so, whatever it is. Uh -huh. But she was in Croatia for uh, the day with some friends and she was taking pictures and stuff and it oh my god it looks amazing where did she go it looked like it, I'm, I'm not sure I'm trying to see if I can see what she um, where she stuck it Maris Florence and let's see let's see if I can see is this and it, oh it just looked absolutely incredible um but unfortunately, she said that they were all really, really um, depressed because it took them, it, they, it took like a six hour like bus journey from Italy to get there and like a six hour journey back. So they were all like completely exhausted. Exhausted. Yeah, I was going to say, did they fly a day trip to Croatia? Yeah, it took a bus. Oh, where, where in Italy is she? That, I guess that's like my primary. Uh, Florence. So northern. Whoa! Yeah, yeah that'd be a lot. If she was in Trieste, I'd be like, yeah, that's not a far drive. That's a couple yeah. hours and you'll be in Croatia. But, yeah, not right. even a couple hours. I mean, from Trieste to the Croatian border is probably, I don't know, a 45 minute drive at that. Yeah, no, it looks it, super nice. Uh, yeah. I'm, it's all these. Yeah. Well, yeah, look at look gorgeous. That's, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's like it just—it's like so. You know, people don't think you say Croatia, and you think like you—I you, mean, this looks like Italy. It looks like what you imagine the Mediterranean. It's just so. Yeah, yeah, untouched. Yeah, because it's not so developed. Yeah. Just ooh. best time to go is like late September when all the tourists are gone. Yeah, and then you have then you have the whole like place kind of to yourself. My buddy just went recently. Uh, he went to Opatia, which is like. That was uh, the Opatia Riviera, they called it. That's northern Adriatic, Croatia. And that's where the um, the Austrian, the Hofburgs, they used to go there and mm. spend their, you know, in the, in the 19th century. Yeah. That's where they used to go. Let me see if I can find his photos. I think what surprises me about Croatia looking like that is no Croatian people I've ever met uh -huh. look exotic. To me, well, we're not. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, but the the place. I'm like, I look at like pictures of the place. I'm like, okay, you look like you should be like a a shiny brown Greek man. <laughs> I look well. If you oh. go if you go to Croatia, there's lots of very very oh, brown that's people. As well? Yeah. Oh, I think that's exactly where she was. Oh, maybe. Um, Opatia. Opatia. Yeah. Well, I'll part to you too. <laughs> you part to me, I'll part to you. Yeah, look, it's, that, it's the same place, isn't it? 
Yeah, probably. Probably. It looks like looks it. Looks like it, yeah. Oh, yeah, look at all those like, houses on the thing. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, a lot of towns look like that. Oh, <laughs> the Adriatic. Oh. I sound be, like an idiot. Hey, look at that. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> look at that old place. I feel like I should be showing pictures of um, just tall buildings and be like, yes, look at this, America. Is this, <laughs> this is Bergen Field, yes? It does look the same. <laughs> That's <laughs> Chicago. Not Bergen Field? <laughs> New Jersey? <laughs> New Jersey? America looks all the same to me, huh? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that was like when I was in Croatia visiting years ago. I was in high school, and one of the guys runs into me. He's like, "Oh, you're from New York City?" I said, "I live there." Yeah. He goes, "Oh, can you say hi to Eddie in the Bronx?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, just call him. Tell him I said hi." I'm like, "What? No, I'm not gonna." Like, why? Why? Why won't you do that? Do that for me. I'm like, "You have phones here. Call him." Yeah. Yeah, but that's expensive. When you get there, you call him and you tell him I said hi. I'm just Eddie. <laughs> Eddie from the Bronx. Yeah. Like, I'm going to call some random dude and be like, hey, Eddie, hi. Well, you know Brenda and Eddie were the popular city in the summer of 75. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not calling some dude. He's, he's Eddie, Eddie from the Bronx. I'm like, yeah, because there's only one Eddie in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, no. It's like, sorry, guy, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but mind you, <coughs> besides that, this wasn't like somebody that I knew or went to school with. This is somebody that I literally just met. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he's just like, oh, yeah. I was just like... Uh, it surprises me. There's a guy I work with. Um, we're not in the same department. He's in a different department to me, but we work every now and again. We work together. And he said to me, uh, we were talking about <laughs> we were t he, about me being, you know, British. And um, he said, uh, because I did a thing recently. I don't think I mentioned it on here. did a thing recently where I sang the national anthem. I went to... Uh, oh, no, you didn't. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to a Staten Island Yankees game mm. and sang the... Uh, national anthem out there and uh, and I messed it up I forgot some of the words but it's fine or I didn't forget them I just I mumbled them well, no I didn't mumble them I said the wrong words but ah. I didn't realise I did until the end which is better because if I realised as I was singing I was doing it wrong that would have been like a nightmare come true luckily right. I'd learnt it wrong and okay. I thought it was right and uh -huh. only after as I realised I was like oh, oh well it was <laughs> well, nothing big done, right. you know it was a couple of words okay. um and uh, and the Russians red flare is that what you said? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said um, I, I, what I did is at the end it says and Britain is the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, the guy, what the, uh, he was talking about one of the guys he works. He was he works in the marketing team, and we were talking about the fact that I was doing it. And he said he's like, oh, it's so funny you doing the you know anthem. You're British, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. He was uh -huh. like, oh. And I said to him, like, well, I looked it up and I initially thought it was strange, but it turns out a bunch of non-Americans have sung National Anthem at, like, you know, fairly big events. British people and, like, loads of Canadians, like, right. you know, Celine Dion, like, Brian Adams, all these people. Right, right, right. Loads of people have done it. And he was like, yeah, 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 I imagine they have, like, and he was like, and then it was like a beat and he went, like, the guy from House. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, the guy from House. <laughs> he, I went, he probably did it. Why was like, he like Hugh Laurie from House? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know Hugh Laurie is, does blues. He does that. He's released a couple of blues jazz albums. He plays the piano. Okay. And he sings, but he's not like a singer. Singer. He's not singer the national he's anthem a singer. Yeah, yeah, he's a crooner. He's a crooner. And he does it for pleasure. He's not trying to make right, a career right, out singing. Right, right, right. And uh, I was like, oh, oh, he has. Have you seen it? He's like, no, I just, I'm just Assume. naming someone. 
that maybe and I was like oh you just named a British person and he says yeah but he lives here though I was like well yeah yeah uh, sure I said but like, like quite a lot of people do he's like oh yeah what? who else who else I was like who else what that's British that's famous and he said no just in general like are there many here he said and I'm like what? Seriously? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, I said, yeah, I think there's loads. I and can't imagine how stupid <laughs> that conversation was because I always got lost here. Like, what? Are you still talking for real or is this yeah. like a gag? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, because then I said to him, I was like, oh, yeah, because like, same as like in, a, in America, you know, in, you know, in England, there's a lot of American people. He was like, oh, yeah. I said, yeah, like a lot of famous people as well, not just normal. He was like, oh, I didn't know that. It's like, yeah. It, and he's not a dumb guy. No. But like, I think, you know unfortunately, he's one of these people that literally spent his whole life in Jersey yes. and just has no idea. And, right. No, and no, thinks immigrants are brown people. That's, that's, that's all it is. Yeah. That's, that's all it is because so many people like fall into that trap. Well, aren't you all blah, blah, blah. It's like, what? No. What? <laughs> no. You know? Yeah. People just have no exposure to anything. And it's an unfortunate, you know, side effect of everyone living in the same... I mean, in a way, it makes America kind of good that way. Because you can move from one part of the country to the other and just be exposed to a whole different kind of culture. Mm. And encounter different nationalities because you're in a different area. Like, you know... Uh, um, if you move up to Minneapolis, there's like a huge like Somali population, you know, mm. which like you're not going to really find that around here. Not not a big mm. one anyway, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. And you have the opportunity for that. And a lot of people, and I mean, I think we said this on the last uh, episode. I know a guy that never left New Jersey. <sighs> he never left the state of New Jersey. He's literally, for those of you that don't know, we're in northern New Jersey, Bergen County. We are literally, I always joke with people. I'm closer to the city now than when I lived in the city. Yeah. I lived in Flushing, Queens. Yeah. And hell or high water, it would take me 45 minutes to get into Manhattan. Yeah. Whether it was an express train or I drove like a maniac down the highway through the tunnel or yeah. over the bridge or whatever. 45 minutes. That, I mean, if there's no traffic middle of the night, sure, I could probably make Manhattan, you know, 20 minutes, not a problem. But otherwise, no. And now in New Jersey, uh, I'll catch an express bus that's just a few blocks from my house and I'll be at 42nd Street in 30 minutes. Yeah. 35 minutes. So I always tell people, I live closer to the city now than when I lived in the city, you know, as a yeah. big joke. And the fact that, that should tell you how close it is. We're literally, as the bird flies, I think we're five miles from Manhattan. Yeah. Because I think from here to like down to, to, to like 36th Street or something like that is a 11 mile trip uh -huh. on, along the highways. So as the bird flies, like I said, I think it's like five miles from here. Mm. And to be that far, or that close, as, as the case may be, to one of the preeminent cities on the planet. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it's not just... Uh, um, I, think you, I think you could easily argue that it's the most famous city in the world. You could. Anyone. You say to anyone, name a city in the world. Like, that everybody knows. A famous city. That everybody knows. New York. I New York. Everyone sure. would say that. Sure. Sure. I mean, you know, nowadays with, with the internet and everybody's more educated with other things, yeah. you know, now you'd like, but it was always the case. You would say, well, 19th century, it was London and Paris. Yeah, yeah. Those were the two cities. 
But now it's like, okay, London, Paris, Istanbul, uh, uh, New York, uh, Rio, yeah. you know, Hong Kong, uh, Tokyo, you know, Bangkok, uh, Sydney, you know, all these places with like very uh, um, uh, um, specific uh, land, uh, 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 what do you call them, landmarks, yeah, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? So, you, but, but like you said, like New York City, it might not be the biggest of the cities, oh, yeah. but it's... Definitely one of the more famous ones. I mean, how it's, many freaking songs have been written about New York, you know? It's famous enough that I bet so many people, I bet hundreds of thousands of people a year accidentally book a cheap flight to, like, um, Rochester or Buffalo thinking <laughs> they're going to be in Manhattan and then get there and they're like, what? I'm 12 hours away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is this? They're like, this only cost me 300 pounds. I'm like, yeah, yeah. dude. Because you went to Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Now, They're like, you wanna visit to... New York for only $300. You yeah. want to go to New York City? Get in your car and drive for seven hours. You'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, so, I mean, to be of that mentality that you live that close to one of the yeah. most famous cities and you've never got, never gone. Yeah. You know, and it's not a matter of... I tell people New York City area, when I put on a resume or I'm talking to someone or if ever I say anyone who's not I say I live in the New York City area New York Metro yeah, yeah absolutely New Jersey doesn't make sense to a lot of people that don't know the area and like saying New York like, like I said you can live in Rochester and say you live in New York and everyone thinks that everyone imagines Times Square but like no I basically live there yeah. but I don't I live in a different state but I might as well just say New York well, City but, area but, that's, but, that's, but you know what that's not even people who aren't from the area people from New York City I mean mm. I know growing up when I was in Queens there was Manhattan there was the Bronx. Anything north of that was upstate. You know, people were like, no, upstate is like way upstate. But like when you're like, especially if you like go further out to Long Island, anything past the Bronx is upstate pretty yeah. much because you're out of the city. Um, but I know from friends and just like people that have lived in New York City, like, oh, you're all the way out in New Jersey. Oh my God. It's like, I'm closer to Manhattan than you are. Yeah. Like literally if everything went to hell in a handbasket, I could swim to Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no joke. Yeah. You know, it would take me probably, what, an hour or two to walk over to the river <laughs> and I could swim to Manhattan. My father-in-law fairly regularly walks. I mean, he's mad, though. He walks a long distance. He walked the other day. He walked from Hackensack back to his... He lives in the Bronx. He walked back to River... He lives in Riverdale. Wow. He walked from Hackensack to Riverdale. Well, you can't... What? Actually, no. How the hell did he get up there? He walked through... Um, up Englewood? to Teaneck. Yeah, uh, Englewood, Bogota, like to the bridge, Neonia, to Fort, Lee. Fort Lee, cross the bridge, straight up. Well, you can, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, people, people in the city, people are like, oh, New Jersey, you're so far away, and I always laugh because, like, okay, you want to share a a, a a four bedroom apartment with eight people and drop a thousand dollars a month to do that? Go ahead, but mm -hmm. you can move to New Jersey and. You know, get a place, uh, a one-bedroom place, probably for fifteen hundred bucks for yourself. Yeah. I mean, I rent a place uh, nineteen hundred for two bedroom, two bathroom with your own driveway. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like you could do that, or yep. you could keep in the city. It's like, oh, but it's so much more practical. Well, what exactly do you do in your apartment? Yeah. Like, I understand when you're young, it doesn't matter. You know, mm -hmm. when you're a kid, you've got no attachments, whatever. It just is what it is. You're having a good time. You just basically need a place to crash. So that's the angle. You just need a place to crash. I get it. Great. So why wouldn't you go to New Jersey? Mm -hmm. If you're going to be out and about the city all bloody day long, go find a place that's on a direct bus route 
and go there. Now, if your days are such that you're a bartender and you get off at three in the morning, well, then you're kind of shit out of luck because you're going to have to drive because, you know, unless you live on a train line, which yeah. is a different story. But if you're on your bus line, most buses, they stop around 12.31 in the morning and they don't pick up again until like 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. So, yeah, you're screwed there. But otherwise, like I said, I'm just like, why would you, why would you share an apartment with five? But like I said, that's, I, I'm so far removed from those days when these things never bother. Because, I mean, I, I would sleep in my car at the blink of an eye overnight. I wouldn't care. Yeah. When I was, you know, in my, <laughs> you know, when I was 20, 21, what did I care? I'd sleep in the car. Yeah. So, there, there's that. But like I said, I always tell people, save yourself some money. You can still do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm going to the city. You get yourself a monthly bus, bus pass. And if you're doing everything in the city all day anyway, you're never in your apartment, what difference does it make? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't get it. I, I mean, I guess there's a certain allure to it, but I'm just like, in the, at some point, you know what it is? At some point, I'm too damn practical. It's just like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. I'm just burning way too much money. Oh, yeah. If you got money to burn, then by all means, do do whatever you want. You know, if money's not an issue, mm. then yeah, don't listen to me. But you know, usually the people that are bitching the most about it are the people that can't afford. Like, I gotta find a new place to move. It. So move to actually, Ginny did did a lovely article about that. I don't know if you read it. No. About like um, a friend of ours. We were on the cast together last spring. Um, she works as a as a freelance writer. She wrote an article about the move to, she and, she and her husband, Ben, moved to... Um, we should pluck her thing. What's her thing? Montclair. Uh, you know what? That's a great question. What is her thing? We should totally plug it, and people should go read it because she's a marvelous writer. I'm not sure. Are you looking that up? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but about their move to Montclair. Yeah. And how, like, when they moved, you know, she wrote that she thought, like, all the artistic endeavor is going to uh, uh, fall apart. You know, they're, they're losing all their artistic friends, etc., etc. It's maybe there will be cupcakes.com. That's it. All one word, maybe there will be cupcakes.com. That's right. So if, if you need some really nice reading, that's the website to go to. Maybe there will be cupcakes.com. Jenny Bartholone. Yeah. But she wrote this lovely article about how the, when, they, when they moved to Montclair, they found a whole artistic scene in Montclair because Montclair is one of these towns in New Jersey that's on, on, on a direct train line to the city mm -hmm. so that's a lot easier to commute now comparatively speaking it's a little more expensive as compared to like where we are like where I am particularly here but she still said she was like so we got a bigger yeah, place yeah Montclair is fancy like is. this like the story that came out recently about your, your man from the Cosby show from the Trader Joe's situation yes that guy that I was like, I was feeling sorry for him until I read that he, he got a part-time job and he lives in Montclair. And I'm like, okay, this guy ain't suffering anything. He's an actor who lives in Montclair. But, I'm like, I he's mean, got some money behind him. He's he, fine. He, 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 I mean, he <laughs> rents probably. <laughs> then mean, he's an idiot. Why the hell would you be renting in Montclair? <laughs> well, Ginny does. <laughs> well, well. But the point is, she said they moved there. They ended up with more money. They found a whole new artistic community. Yeah. And in fact, if anything, she found her artistic juices got reinvigorated yeah. by not having to worry about the day-to-day -day yeah. survival, not even living. Because she said it, it, it felt like she was like, okay, I'm going to have to find like a real full-time job now. Hmm. But instead, they both pursue what they love. They, like, they have more freedom. Uh, you know, it's a lovely little town. They got everything in it. They got all sorts of little... 
cafeterias and little pubs and, and, and uh, cafeterias, cafes, yeah. pubs, restaurants. It's oh, it's the perfect place. If you need advice on what pair of plaid pants to wear or how you should style your mustache or like, is your coffee strong enough? It's the perfect place to live. <laughs> isn't that, isn't yeah, that... you can stop any guy with a little small dog and just be like, hey, I need some mustache, coffee and plaid trouser advice. <laughs> Wait, I've never seen that, but okay. <laughs> Although in Upper Montclair is where Stephen Colbert lives. Oh, he does? Yes. Uh, he started the whole uh, Montclair Film Festival. Oh. Yes. I didn't know that even existed. Yes. Uh, Upper Montclair is kind of like Franklin Lakes. <laughs> yes. For those of you that don't know, these are really hoity-toity, up-your-bum mm-hmm. areas where rich, rich people live. Yeah, where the people that live in New Jersey and pretend they don't. Right, exactly. The New York stars, New the, yeah, like yeah, Chris yeah, yeah, Rock yeah. and... Yeah, oh yeah, he's off an Alpine. Yeah. On the cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tracy Morgan, all these people. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Russell Simmons. At least he used to. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, we haven't even talked about our bloody show yet, and we've been like <laughs> 36 minutes. It's a pleasant waffling on about it's just nothing. Just waffling on. You know what it is? Lady Nina sleeping quietly next to us, and. and uh, yeah. 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 So, anyway, so um, the show, it opens up. We see our. Now I'm trying to... Now I forgot exactly where the show opened up. Did it open up with them doing surfing? Or did it open no. up with her and her aunt in that fit place? Coming into that room with all those people in it, with the uh, the dude with the sign saying the weird thing. Guess your weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So the scene opens up, and the girl walks in, in this just completely form-fitting... I borrowed this from the set of Brazzers or, you know, Pornhub.com or whatever outfit. Super tight. And oddly enough, all the people are very tan and they all got this sandy blonde highlighted brunette hair. And I said to Sean, at the risk of sounding kind of stereotypish, it actually looks like this would be a Brazilian drama. Oh, yeah. Because all the white people weren't like quite white, but they were all like nice and blonde, and everybody yeah. was tan, and it was just kind of like this looks like this would be like straight out of Brazil, kind of. Yeah. Anyway, so the girl walks in, and she's wearing a super tight dress, and she's all done up. She has her hair, like was it in pigtails in that shot or no? I don't think it was. Mm-hmm. And so she's staying with an aunt, and the aunt's mother. So would that be the grandmother? I guess something. Anyway, so there, it's a party, there's a bunch of people, and there's uh, a young girl standing in a dress, and they're asking her, so I guess she, since she's a fashion model, the, the older woman, the, that we assume is a grandmother, asks her for advice on the girl, and the girl is standing there, and she's supposed to be this fresh-faced, I guess, high school girl, hmm. which she's obviously in her mid to late 20s, this girl, you know. Yeah. It's like the aging thing was kind of like, you really, you couldn't find a kid actor for this? Because, you know, anyway... So the girl walks up, and Sean makes an excellent point that our lead actress, in this outfit in particular, and the way she's dressed and her makeup is done, she does look like a porn star. Yeah. It's like, it, it's like, okay, it's, it's one of these porns with a plot, almost, it looks like. <laughs> so she uh, goes up to the girl and starts fiddling with her dress. And then she pulls out a pen, and then all of a sudden the, the camera angle switches, and you see, and you see just like, this blue lace thing happening. And I'm kind of like, 
is this, did I accidentally start a porn? I said, wait a minute, it's Netflix. Netflix doesn't do porn unless it's a quote-unquote documentary about Rocco or, you know, after porn that ends, volume one and two. Um, And then what you realize, the girl is having flashbacks when she was a little girl and when she first started getting into fashion. Mm. And you show her and she like sewed her own little dresses, blah, blah, blah. And she's putting this thing together for the girl. She, she, one thing I noticed about it, this actually reminded me of, um, there is an interesting, there's a podcast I listen to, there's a, it's a film podcast. It's a, very, it's a great podcast. It's a BBC podcast. If anyone likes film podcasts, it's the best film podcast out there. It's a weekly review. They review films coming out. They talk about old films. It's uh, Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo. And it's for BBC Radio 5 Live. And it's very popular, very big. Um, but it's great. But they have a segment on there that's called... Um, uh, the smallest hill I'm willing to die on. Okay. And it is people that write in that have seen any film, doesn't have to be recent, and it's it's what it is is it's people that are have a very specific expertise in something that not many people know about. Okay. And they're watching a the film and it's all fine and then one thing happens or something in the film and immediately it brings them out of the film and they're like okay, this has ruined the whole film for me because of this one weird specific thing. Right, okay, and it's usually yeah, like yeah. a scientist right, right, that's right. like what? You know, someone's pretending to be a scientist and they did this thing and it's, it's something like a, that no like one a, would notice. Like on the zoo? When we watched the, 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 yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. And it's, and it's usually small things. It's usually like technical things. They're like, oh, they would never do this. You would never do this. And it's usually stuff like, uh, this is wrong because if you really were a phlebotanist, you would never put this in your right hand because you know you need to use your left hand to do it. Right, and right, right. They'd right. never do it. Yeah. It just looks like they wouldn't, they're not doing anything. Right. Um, and that reminded me of that segment because I could tell it was like she has absolutely no idea how to do seamstressing or dressmaking of any kind. <laughs> but I could just hear the director having, because they said to us, like, right, what you're going to do is you're going to look at her and then you're going to pull this pin out that's precariously putting out a single pin. You're going to And it was a pin. huge pin, by the way. Yeah. That pin was like almost the length of my finger. I was like, do, do they really use pins that long? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So that, yeah, so big she'd see it. Yeah. So she wasn't floating around. You're going to pull the pin out, and then what you're going to do is you're then going to figure out, and you're going to like make it tight, and you're going to find the right thing. But what you're going to do, and this is what's going to make it really real, because what all seems to do, you're going to put that pin in your teeth. <laughs> that's, that's you're going right. to put it in your mouth <laughs> while you're holding it, that's because right. that's a thing I've seen people do. Yes. Because people do that. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't think to do it personally. I'm not seamstress. Right. If I was doing that, I would take the pin out and I'd like awkwardly hold it and yes, then try to do exactly, something yeah, and then yeah. I'd have a pin in my hand. Or, or, or ask the person ah. in front of you, here, hold this pin yeah, so can I don't you put this you pin somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But they'd be like, no, I've seen people. They put the pin in their mouth because <laughs> yeah. then they can easily take it out. And that was a moment where I was like, oh, this is one of those, look, we're trying to be an expert here. Yeah. Look, she really knows what she's doing. She's putting the pin in her mouth. She's a fashion expert. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> yes. that's, it reminded me of that. So... From that scene, it goes to, is that when they were, um, there was surfing with the girlfriend? Um, probably. Or did they go back to the house and the grandmother, uh, uh, oh, Lady Nina, there she is. <laughs> um... Our guest has just woken up, yes, ladies our and guest, gentlemen. Our guest, Lady Nina, has just woken up. Um, so anyway, she goes back to the house, and I think uh, uh, the grandmother, she's like in a barn or something, and the grandmother shows her and says, oh, I... Uh, oh, wait a minute, I have to... She says, 
oh, I have something to show you. And this is all, of course, because we don't understand. Uh, she says, I have something to show you. And she pulls out an old uh, sewing machine, an old singer sewing machine. Go ahead, lady, you need to say something. <laughs> Uh-oh. If you hear loud microphone noises, people, it's Nina. She's obsessed. She's an egocentric. She's just trying to grab the microphone. <laughs> so, so from there, the girl starts, like, designing and in this, like, barn with, like, poor lighting, which, like, like I said while we were watching, I said, that's a load of shit. Because in one of the later scenes, she's sewing late into the night with just this overhead light and just this little, like, table lamp next to her. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I know from my mother, from doing seamstress work, and my aunts and grandmothers, you cannot do that unless you have a lot of light. Mm. That's the biggest thing. It's like, you need a lot of light, and preferably daylight. Yeah. Not, like, you know, romantic, I'm reading a book curled next to the fire, uh-huh. light. Like, I need bright daylight. Isn't that, isn't that right, Nina? <laughs> so, uh, so then the girl starts putting together, and she has a friend who's obviously supposed to be like a teenager or something. Hello, Nina. Give us a look. And this podcast is going down the tube real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so she tells her, and the, by the way, she talks to the girl. I guess she's making it a secret that she's putting together clothes. And the young girl, yes, Nina, yes. And the girl uh, uh, um, agrees to it, and she's going to be her model. And you see her, like, tries on clothes, and then the younger girl gets on a skateboard, and she drags her out through the thing. And then somewhere along the way, and I don't know when it happened, the three of them are all at the beach surfing. Mm. Or I say the three of them, the two girls, and then some guy. And he's like a typical Australian beefcake, you know. He's all tan, he's fit, he's a surfer, the long hair, all of that. And they're all surfing together, and it's just this montage of this girl surfing. And the first thing I pointed out was like, wait a minute, she just came from New York where she obviously grew up. How does she know how to surf already? Yeah. Last time I checked, surfing is not that easy, otherwise everyone would do it at the beach. Yeah. But anyway, she's surfing. And they show it kind of like how she's trying and falling off, but she's still pretty darn good at it. I know, she is totally, we should do like a little Lady Nina interview. Oh, what's that? What what was that, Nina? Oh, she's she's. We're not asking her her opinion. She's got oh, a lot to say. Oh, that's true. She was watching with us. That's she true. was watching. So, what do you think about the Australian girl surfing? Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, it wasn't real. Yeah, it wasn't realistic at all. I know. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. Is that what do you think? Yeah. That's what she's going with. That's uh, she's going with. Well, I'm fine with that. Okay. She so, might. She might have any. She might have more to add. She's very rude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm. Oh, she's she's eyeing my cider though. Unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> so, so from there we go to um, from there we go to oh, so they're done surfing, and she sees her aunt surfing. Her aunt has got this like flawless form. Mm. The aunt was in the first room that we saw them all in in the beginning, and she's got this. She's tan, uh, middle-aged woman. Longer hair with the blonde highlights, and she's surfing, and she's a marvelous surfer. Great body, great shape, obviously surfs, and she surfs like she's breathing. It's like really not a big yeah. whoop to her. And, and the girl from New York is just fascinated by it and just impressed with it, and she really likes what she's seeing and all that stuff. So from there, we go to, um, 
We're oh, so they show the woman now, the aunt, mm-hmm. and she's she has a surf building shop, of course, mm-hmm. because why not? That's all Australians do is they kill kangaroos and surf. Yeah. Um, so she's building a, a, a shop and or building a shop. She's building a surfboard, and some guy walks in. And she's listening, and he says, what's with the music? And she's like, oh, it's the blues. And he says, oh, let's put on something better. So he puts on this music, and the two of them start dancing. And the music is awful. This, oh, yeah. is, this is like very... The production value, the camera work is okay, but it's very Hallmark Channel. And those of you who, who ever watch Hallmark Channel, unfortunately I'm one of those because my wife likes the Hallmark Channel <laughs> mysteries because she likes to work on her puzzle games on her phone uh-huh. while that's on in the background because she doesn't really have to pay attention to it to follow uh-huh. it and figure it out because they're very silly. Yes, they are very silly. They're not very feminist at all, are they, Nina? Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. She's going she's gonna to give me answers when she's good and ready, not when I want the answers. Yeah. yeah. So, um... She won't let some man dictate no. what she does. And you know what? Good for her. She shouldn't. Absolutely yeah. not. So... <laughs> So, the woman and the guy are dancing, the, the music is kind of off rhythm, I'm like, and I turned to Sean and I said, why is it always the same thing? When white people are being filmed, they put on some music that is eminently undanceable to. The most you can do to this music is kind of like sway back and forth. Yeah. But they're like doing spins and trying to do these like dancing with the stars moves and it's just not, it's, it's not working. Anyway, after that good chuckle... That scene ends. We go back to the girl. She is um, watching... What is she doing? At this point, she's watching... Um, oh, she looks through her window, and she sees her aunt is going off surfing. Uh-huh. And she wants to run out to surf with her. Yeah. And her grandmother stops her kind of and basically throws her a pair of gloves. Her grandmother is doing gardening work. And grandmother says, here, why don't you give me a hand? And she's like, oh, I was going to go surf. And grandmother's like, no, nah, you're going to leave her alone, kind of. Because somewhere along the way, um, we realized, because the aunt is looking at the uh, girl surfing earlier on, and she feels an arm and a hand on her, and she, like, caresses it lovingly. And then the angle is from the outside looking at her at the window, looking out, and you realize nobody's there. And she's like, oh, that was just a memory of husband, lover, whoever he was. Not there. So grandmother stops the girl and says, No, that's her time. You're going to help me here. That scene ends. And so what we realize is... Oh, I'm sorry the scene ended. The scene ended. Yes, I'm sorry, Nina. The scene ended. Oh, oh, the scene ended. The scene ended. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy's going on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So then, I guess, uh, somewhere along the way, our, our main girl, the lead, decides she's going to start a line of clothing. And all the local teenage girls decide to help her. Yeah. And the voice they got from a teenage girl that's been with her from day one is absolutely ridiculous. In the Portuguese voice. Because it sounds like, a, like Nina's pitch. Oh, yeah. like, and we're like, and Sean says, what's with that voice? And I'm like, I guess that's just trying to convey to us that she's a schoolgirl. Because she didn't look very much like a schoolgirl. She easily looked like she would be in college at the very least. Yeah, she was in her 20s, this, this girl. She was not. <laughs> but, 
But I guess they were trying to sell to us that she was, I don't know, middle school or just starting out high school or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they had like a 12-year-old voice that character in the Portuguese version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the girls all line up and she's making dresses and one of the girl comes in with the dress and she decides that she wants a mini skirt too and takes a pair of scissors and cuts off a big portion of the, clo- of the fabric that the girl like, made her put on. And the girl is like, what the hell's going on? And meanwhile, with all the girls that are presented, the girl from New York is dressed like she's going into a boardroom. Yeah. Like in super tight clothes, like, again, like a porn star. It was like Legally Blonde, the it, porn movie. Yeah, exactly. And she gets frustrated and she walks out and the guy who serves with them is outside of the house and he literally hoses her down with a hose as she walks by. And then they have a confrontation. <laughs> yes, it was a confrontation. <laughs> and, um... And we're just like, why did he hose her down? It was just like so random because she was dressed nicely. Yeah. They have a big confrontation. That's over. It's like, okay. Now the scene goes back to nighttime, what is supposed to be, I guess, New York City because they show like buildings like maybe looking down 7th Avenue from Midtown or something like that. Yeah. And this is obviously where the girl came from. And there's a woman there dressed. (laughs) And again, she's dressed jewelry to the nines. Good look, really, really good looking woman in her 40s, mid to late 40s, if not early 50s. Really good looking. Clothing so tight she can't breathe. And lots of V cuts everywhere. You're seeing a lot of leg. You're seeing a lot of like cleavage. Uh And and we were just like, looked at each other. It's like, is this a porn? You put it upon her business mouth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This would be what comes up. This is is exactly (laughs) what would come up. (laughs) This is exactly it. Yes. And you realize it's the mom. And the mom is looking at a picture of the aunt, I guess her sister, and the girl when she was little. And then they cut away from that. And they go back to, to Australia. Now, and I'm sure I'm missing stuff, uh, the, girl, the girl is upset about something and she's dressed very wholesomely the next morning. Yes, wholesomely. I thought so too. Um, but she always has this like pink bubblegum lipstick on, which yeah. is odd. It's like you're like at like this beach house that your aunt has in the countryside because it's not a big city at all. No. Why would you have like lipstick on every day? That, that's I right? I, I don't know why she would do that. It's Nina Nina hardly ever wears lipstick. Good for her. Good for you, Nina. Good for you. Yeah. Oh no. That's a tough one. Things are so hard. I don't know what to tell you about that little one. <laughs> so, so um so she goes for a walk. Yes. For oh, I see. Someone's hungry. Oh, is that what it is? Do we need me, to take a hunger break? Let me check. Let me check. Well, we might have to take a hunger break. Might take a hunger break. We might have to take a hunger break. Little one, we'll take a hunger break for you. Oh. And, and through the magic of radio, we'll just pick up where we left off. Uh, two, three. Oh, yeah. You're very hungry, baby. Uh, okay. Well, Lady Nina's been sorted, too. And through the magic of podcasting mm-hmm. we have yet another non what was it stanky 
Scrumpy. 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 A non scrumpy. Non scrumpy. No scrumping has happened. Well, yet. this might be a scrumpy cider, but like we said, this person might be diabetic, in which case that's why it's so sweet. <laughs> that's true. So, that's true. Yeah. So anyway, so we're back to our young heroine. Uh very contemplative and moody. Mm. And is I think it was like a big denim skirt, like almost like a farmer's girl skirt. And she goes for a walk. And she encounters her... Oh, wait, 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 no, I'm wrong. Before that, the girl is working late at night in her um, salon, mm -hmm. uh, uh, where she's working with just like, these two lights, like I said earlier, which is just complete bogus because it's like you wouldn't be able to see. Yeah. And they did a montage where she's like making things and she has her glasses on, I guess, to show her that she's serious about this. Oh, and yeah. she's pressing the little pedal for the, for the sewing machine. And she has like the fanciest, chicest shoe. But it was just a weird shot. I don't know why they like put that in there. Yeah. And um, so the next morning she's going for a walk. She encounters the teenage girl that's her friend who's riding a bike up a path. And she has a basket filled with dried herbs and weeds and flowers. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And they have this little exchange. And she gives her one of these dried herbs. And she's like, oh, thank you. And is just stroking this herb. And then the little girl walks away. And she's walking down through the countryside towards the beach, I guess. And I said, and I turned to Sean, I'm like, this really is following, like, almost like, I don't know if just the porn stories are getting better or if just, you know, people are getting worse in their storytelling. <laughs> but I was like, any second now, the hunk is going to come out. No sooner did I say that, she walks out onto the beach, and there's a hunk, and it's kind of like an enclosed beach. It's like a hidden cove, almost kind of like a precious thing. Here's the hunk with two horses on the beach. Yeah. No reins, mm -hmm. no nothing, no saddles, no. just two couple, horses. A couple horses. Uh, yeah, no halters. It was like, this is just a some random beach horses. Yeah, right. It was random beach horses. Like, where did these come from? I don't know why the horses so would find themselves on the beach. People always do this in films. People love the idea of horses being on the beach. Um, but it's, uh, I mean, I don't think horses would naturally find themselves on the beach. That's not true. There's a whole, like, uh, thing of wild horses down in Maryland. Oh, yeah? Yeah, uh, Ossetigue. National Park. They're just wild horses that live there. It's a camping ground, so you can go camp on the yeah, beach. Yeah, but they're not on a beach, are they? Are yeah, they yeah, on the yeah, beach? No, no, yeah, absolutely. The what are they doing on the beach? Graze. Oh, on what? Then? Sand and seawater? No, the bushes and things. Oh, okay, I guess. And tourists, because the first... Yeah. They're so tame, because yeah, people oh. are allowed to camp there. First mm. thing they do is they come right up to you. Basically, feed me. Oh. And people come with, like, carrots and apples and sugar cubes, etc., and, and feed the horses. But they do like a whole, there's like a whole migration that they do where when the bay gets, I guess, low enough before the winter and they go a little further inland. Yeah. Yeah. But this is Australia. Yeah. And there's just two random horses, like you said, with no halters, no reins, no saddles. Mm. And it was a little bit jarring because there was nothing during the whole 20 minutes that we watched where there was a horse involved anywhere. No. 
Like if there was like they were raising Australian beef, you know, they were like herding yeah. cattle. I'd be like, oh wow, this is really a multi-purpose place because you know they do fashion, they do surfing, they do you know ranching. Great, but nothing, uh -huh. <laughs> nothing in what we were watching prepared us for a horse. Yeah, it wasn't just a horse; it was two horses. Mm. And of course, our stud muffin, the surfing guy, he's like handling the horses, and they love him. And he puts it, the girl's hand on the horse's nose, and it's, it's really, it's really, it's almost like. I, you know what it was like? I shouldn't say it was like a porn. It was like these Skinamax flicks. Mm -hmm. Like that they have a Cinemax on the weekend late at night. Yeah. That's what this was looking like. Yeah. Like, oh, here's this part. Now let's do this like dry humping that we do with the, where the woman is naked and we'll show you guy butt. Yeah. But they're not really having sex because it's almost like... <laughs> you actually brought it up. You said, this is like this should be in the room. And when oh, Tommy yeah. was so upset, I was like, oh, hi, you want to feel horses? Yeah. Horses are powerful creatures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the horse is, the horse is so sensitive. The horse feels everything. So do I. <laughs> Rub on the horse. Oh, Reach around the belly. She'd be touching the horse. She'd be going, oh, oh, yes. Feel the horse. Oh. <laughs> My, my, my baby daughter's looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you'll learn in a few years. You'll learn a few years. You can listen back to this podcast and then you'll know. But it was, just, it was just such a turn that it was kind of like, what? And it was, it was funny because of the way the story's being told. And, and you actually pointed out correctly, you were like, a woman directed this movie. It's yeah. like, this seems like such cliche... Like nonsense that guys would do. Well, let's be fair. Now I've said it. Like it is Australian, so m maybe it was a guy because they have weird names. Oh, Often. maybe. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You think his name was Vivian? They're feminine names. Sometimes you know, just be like, oh, you know, Jessica. Jessica Smith, the Australian man. <laughs> oh, my name's Jessica. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> You got no, no place to talk. It's just my brother, Shirley. British, British, British male names are are uh, Vivian and and uh, what are some of the other ones that are gems that always got me? That obviously went out of popularity, but back in the sixties, Cecil. No, not Cecil. Vivian was one of them. Yeah, Vivian. Vivian, yeah. you'd be a guy, and it was just like what? I had a, I had a teacher at drama school called Vivian. Yeah. Yeah. Was he like big and burly, or was he very feminine? No, he was. He was. More, I mean, he was an acting teacher, right. so he was. Yeah, he was a quiet man. Yeah, he was okay. very introvert. You know, he's intelligent. Ah. Nice guy. Okay. Um, so we were looking. Well, you can't have the cider, little one. You just ate. Little Lena was very upset that the cider was being moved around okay. without her getting a taste of it. That's not for you, little one. That's not for you, little one. <laughs> People have been listening like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm uh, munching on the baby. <laughs> Hi, little Bobby. <laughs> so, they're just petting the horses now. And we're like, what the hell is going on here? Oh, so I'm wrong. It wasn't the scene where uh, um, she's working at night. Uh, the scene where she's working at night is after the beach scene, where they, it's this, yes, it's this weird, I guess they bonded a little bit, I guess it was his way of apologizing to her for hosing her down, like, the day before, or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and then they show her, and she's working at night, working on her clothes, and then she turns off the lights, and she goes for a walk, 
and she has this odd key and she walks into this room and it's the workshop of the aunt's old or the aunt's passed away husband boyfriend whatever it was husband i guess yeah and you see unfinished surfboards in there and sawdust and she's of course when she walks in she touches everything very sensually uh-huh. which is just odd to me mm. it's like because if i walked in i'd be like oh it's like do you have any interest in surfboard making? If if you know if you did, if you showed it earlier in the movie, I'd have understood it. But you know, the only thing she showed interest in is learning how to surf. Only through the art of the surfboard does she <laughs> truly learn how to design once again. <laughs> That's right. How to get those how to get those points for the bra right is yeah. through surfboard ascension. <laughs> How to do proper shoulder pads, you have to figure out the fiberglass of the surf. Come out with these wonderful neoprene dresses. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and we're like, uh-oh, the ant's going to come in here and just like, this is going to be a big confrontation. And she hears a noise at the door, and it's our beach stud. Mm-hmm. And in, in, right before she sees the beach stud, she sees a bunch of photos on the wall of her aunt and said husband slash whatever and that's where our 20 minutes was up and right then when the beach stud walked in sean kind of basically finished the movie for me (laughs) (laughs) you want to repeat what you had said yeah okay the film was called riptide that that, this is the incident that i'm like okay this guy died several years ago in a riptide incident where he probably went to save yeah. The, the young guy, our hero, boo-doo, boo-doo, boo-doo. there you go. Um, went to go see our hero. He was swimming or doing some surfy thing, probably fucking around with horses, and then drifted out into the sea. And uh, he then was like, "Crikey, he's drifted. The, the horse, the horse bother has drifted out to sea. Let's go find that girly fucker." And then went out. And, uh, <laughs> and then they were like, hey, they were, the others were like, hey, where did Jessica go? He's like, I believe he went out to save the horseman. <laughs> and uh, he went out and he was caught in a bloody riptide. And he managed to save the young horse botherer and push him back into the bay, but not before he was pulled out by the riptide and drowned at sea. I can't hear over Nina. Are you calling the young horse botherer? Hey, what botherer. Oh, botherer. Okay. Horse botherer. Okay. Um, yeah. That's right, little one. Uh, so that's, right. that's what I think happened, which is why the old woman is like, you know, she's like, you shouldn't go into the sea. Like, that's what, you know, killed my... Uh, oh, maybe her son. Maybe the old woman is the mother of the... Son? The, the guy who died. Oh, and perhaps. that's her daughter-in-law. Yeah, is maybe. This woman's aunt. Yeah, Oh, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Because I'm thinking that's his old property. Like, he owned that because his shop was there. So maybe she lives there. It's not a family home. and the, So she just lives there anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking that's basically what happened, though. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know, before we conclude yeah. <laughs> what's going on here, why don't we review our food first from, um, what was it? Oh, coffee and cornbread. You had the French toast with eggs and bacon. I had the pancakes with eggs and chicken sausage. And Nina, what did you have? Did you have any? Did you have anything that you Nina? No? No? Oh. oh. Nina? Oh. Nina, Nina look, at that. Oh, look. 
Nina, don't look so concerned. <laughs> you look, you look very concerned. Nina. <gasps> oh. Oh, you're <laughs> You silly yeah. schmuck. Silly, silly girl. Don't worry, here's daddy. Here's okay. daddy. Here's daddy. Girl. Okay. Coffee and cornbread. French toast with eggs and bacon. What do you give it? Uh, it was really good. The the French toast was really really tasty. Yeah. Uh, eggs bacon were great, but you know like you know that that's that's anyone can do with some bacon. Right. Um, but the the French toast was really really nice, very tasty. I bet fresh, right fresh, it was amazing. But it like we said, it travelled well. It travelled really surprisingly it well. Surprisingly well. It was surprisingly not surprisingly well. It wasn't stale. It wasn't soggy. It was. And and I was I was saying yeah. that basically because like they do everything organic. I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. Yeah. Because not only did it travel. I had it actually in, in the oven on the warming function for a bit until you got here and then we ate. Yeah. And it was, yeah. So what do you, what do you give it? I give it a, uh, I give it a 4.3 out of 5. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. That sounds about I had the pancakes with the eggs and chicken sausage. The chicken sausage was wonderful. I really enjoyed that. Again, the eggs, like you said, how do you screw up eggs? But they did, it was perfectly done. Um, that's the thing, a lot of times, like a lot of these cooks, when you order eggs, they're not quite sure what the, you know, the, like over easy, over medium, like well done, they're not quite sure what, what how to work that. Because you'll be like, oh, okay, this is over medium, and then the yolk is completely cooked. And you're like, what, how, well, why is the yolk completely cooked? You know, there should be a little, yeah. But anyway, they were fantastic. I um, also, like you said, it traveled so well, the pancakes were, nice and dense <coughs> and tasty and the syrup i don't know what brand syrup they use but the syrup was really good too yeah i yeah i would give it i would also give it a 4.3 i thought it was fantastic yeah and now for our angry orchard easy apple less sweet quote unquote hard cider which is in the uh scrumpy uh farmer's pea from england <laughs> which is uh <laughs> <laughs> Unfizzy, and they're apparently fooling the entire yeah, farmers, British Isles farmers with saying this is cider. <laughs> this, this is the farmer's diabetic not, American cousin. This is, it's not, uh, uh -huh. listen, listen here, it's not, we don't put fizz in it, it doesn't taste like apple, it's not sweet, uh, that's it's quite cider. far off. The Cornish, the Cornish accent, they would sound like that in Carmel, <laughs> that's how they would sound. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, we won't be doing any of that fizzy cider. None of that. No, none of that American hogwash. Nope. We'll be having real scrumpy down here. Well, <laughs> you can keep the scrumpy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I enjoy this one. I don't think it's less sweet like this. They had one that we did. It was called um, Stone. I think we did it with, with Angela and Amy, quite frankly. It was, uh, I don't know if it's here or not. Um, Stone Dry, yes. That one was very good. And that one wasn't uh, sweet because, I guess, because they made it dry. I would give this one, in terms of cider, in terms of an overall drink, I give it a 4.1. This is really a summer drink. Yeah. This really is, like you said, it's like apple juice. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's dangerous because you'll just, like, think it's, you're not drinking anything, and you'll have three or four of these, and then you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is booze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. I, I... Oh, oh yeah. no, no, little one. For the, for the comparison of that, for the, like you said, the you being able to drink it and not realizing whatever, I would give it like, I'd say a four. 
Uh-huh. I tell you, for, but knowing what I know with cider and like comparing it to cider in England, I give it more like a three seven. Okay. Because it's it's not quite. If I it, it's not the sort of if I had this in England and I was like, ordered a cider and I got this, I'd be like, I'm like, oh, this is weird. Like right. I, said, I instantly knew there was sugar in it. I instantly knew it was something sweet. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like, this sweet. is not. I've had a lot of cider and like this. This is not natural. This isn't a natural flavor. Sweetness, yeah. But having said that. Like in a like a barbecue situation, like we were saying, if they had like Miller's, like you know, Coors Light, Bud Light, and then this, I'd be like, well, I'd have this. Yeah, I'm going to drink a cider today. I'd be happy with this. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right, and our movie Riptide, which was, I I advise people to go watch it and put it with the Brazilian Portuguese. It'll completely change the flavor of this movie, I'm sure. Because if we watch this in English, I think I would have turned it off after five minutes. Uh, Yeah, I think I imagine so. Because it was just too inane. Oh yeah, oh I can already tell that the, the the lead woman's voice, her real natural voice, would probably irritate me beyond all hell. <laughs> probably. Oh god. And her accent would have been horrible, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think is going on? Well, I, like I said, I thought what was yes. going on. I, I think it was, you know, he's kind of whatever. The guy died several years ago in a riptide, and uh, the guy will, you know, they will learn to, they'll be reunited. The, the, these people are all brought together and the old woman's going to learn to love the beach and then uh, and then how it's going to end uh-huh. is the uh, the your, your main man he's going to get kicked in the head by a horse <laughs> Wait, did you mean the stud? <laughs> yeah he'll get kicked in the yeah, he'll get kicked in the face by a horse <laughs> and he'll be like permanently disfigured <laughs> and then she will <laughs> and then she'll be like, "Now, now I know I truly love you for love because you look like oh, you, look, you look like that, your man from the Goonies. <laughs> you look like sloth love. That's what you look like now. But I still love you, and I've designed the perfect suit for you to wear. <laughs> and then the very last scene is this sloth character coming out wearing this gorgeous suit that she's designed out of neoprene uh, and the finest silks. And uh, uh, and they have a big kiss, and everyone's all happy. Okay, I that's fantastic. that's a movie I'd watch <laughs> for nothing else, just to kiss in her face. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, what's going on here? What do I think is going on here? I think, personally, that um, this girl is here to figure out how to sew again, and then the old lady's gonna die, and then she's gonna sell the farm, mm-hmm. and the stud boy's gonna end up homeless, and the aunt is gonna end up basically being stung to death by. Um, Sea wasps, which are little oh. cute jellyfishes in Australian waters. And so she's going to die, and the girl's going to be all distraught, sell the farm, bury the grandmother, tell the kid to carry on being a surfer, well, and go back to New York. about this. You're upsetting her. I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Nina. Nina. That, what do you think? Just, yeah, what uh, do you think is going go, on go here, Go ahead. Nina? What's going on here, Nina? Conclude this for us. Yes. What do you think? Give us a final one. What do you think, Nina? What do you think? Yabba baba dada? What do you think? Yabba baba dada? She has no interest in what you say. <laughs> she says dada, but you know, mummy likes to believe she's not saying dada. But she says dada. <laughs> she says it's by accident. By accident. But she, you leave her to it and she just goes, dan 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 dan. Isn't that true? Huh? Yeah. Nice, smiley one. Yeah. 
No. Is she going to give us something? No. <sighs> Typical. All right. Well, <clears throat> all right. Well, very good then. Um, I like Sean's version of what's going on here better, especially with the horse botherer, which <laughs> for a few <laughs> listens, I thought you were saying buggerer, but... <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> well, like, wow. I mean, he's he is he's living on the edge if he is buggering horses. I tell you, <laughs> yeah, like, he, is. he is. Those aren't some very tame horses, or he is a brave man. <laughs> yes. he can hold on tight. Yes, <laughs> maybe that's why we didn't see the saddle. It's a special yeah. saddle. <laughs> so, um, all right. So then, uh, Easy Apple. Uh, we give it a three point seven from Sean and a four point one from me. And um, the food from the coffee and cornbread, Sean gives it a 4.3, and I gave it a 4.3. Nina sampled uh, booby milk, which Ooh. was made by my wife. Ooh. Uh, Nina, what do you think of the booby milk today? Top draw? Top draw? Uh, could be better. She's speechless. Uh, oh, she's smiling. Though. Four point six for the movie milk. 4.6 for the movie milk. Yeah. Well, well played, young lady Nina. Thank you for joining us today. Very good. Thank you everybody for putting up with us in our two men and a baby uh, episode. Mm-hmm. And wow, that's a big glob of drool. Oh, <laughs> she's bringing note. back up the milk just <laughs> that, to show me how much she enjoyed it. <laughs> on that note, folks, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs>